really just trusting your body in those moments and it knows what to do be in tune take time to connect with your baby connect with your body and really get to know kind of those signs and those things that you're looking out for Welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Tessa and Shayna. We are sisters, mothers, and doulas, and are passionate about living an intentional life and all things motherhood. This podcast exists to create community as we learn how to delight in motherhood together. Join us weekly as we chat with women about anything and everything from non-toxic living to women's health to feeding our families and our favorite topic of all, birth. We are so glad you're here. Please keep in mind, the views of our guests may not necessarily reflect our own and vice versa. This is not medical advice. We always encourage you to do your own research and make an informed decision. Let's get to it. Well, hello and welcome to another podcast with us. We are so happy you're here and joining us today. We are really excited about this simple little episode that we have today, all about L-A-B-O-R. Labor! Say it with us. (laughs) All right. I hope you did. But yeah, we just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown and a lot of just those little questions in the beginning, even a couple weeks leading up to labor, what it might be looking like, how it might be feeling like, some things to watch for, some things to text your doula, midwife, or I don't know. if you you, text your OB. I say, are you texting your OB? If you're not, there's the issue, right? Because you're texting your midwife. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, we just kind of wanted to lay it out for you guys just in a simple way, some of our best tips and tricks and what yes. we personally do and what we do with our mamas. So, yeah. And we've just come off of some wild, beautiful births. And so with the disclaimer of every birth is different, right? It is not a straight line. It is not linear. Birth is fluid. It's beautiful. Every body births differently. Mm. So just keeping that in mind and really um, our biggest encouragement is always just being in tune with with your body, with your baby. And you can envision your birth. We always encourage that leading up to birth, right, Tessa? Uh, Just think about it. What time of day is it? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What are you doing? And those little details matter, right? Because that is all that mental picture um, is so beautiful in preparation for birth. So that is a huge way to prepare. And we've seen it so many times where mamas have envisioned a certain way or they've said like, yeah, I know that I am going to give birth during the day. And they give birth during the day. They don't give birth at 3 a.m. They give birth at 1 p.m., you know. So there's just sweet little things that sometimes we overlook. But you can envision your birth. You can think about it. And just a reminder of like some of these things will be like, we're going to say like, yeah, it could be two weeks or it could be three hours before your baby is born and you don't know. And that's hard for some people, but it's letting go of that and just knowing the signs that could be indicators of something. And they also could be indicators of nothing, (laughs) baby not coming for two more weeks. So, (laughs) and it's hard too, because some of these signs are coming, but they might continue to come every single day until baby comes. So it's this beautiful picture that your body is working and it's warming up and it's having these, yeah, these signs that things are moving in your body. Yes. So They're it's okay. encouraging. Exactly. So it's never a bad thing. And I know sometimes it can be, I feel bad even texting it sometimes to mama, but like, hey, these are such good signs that your body's moving, even though it's like super uncomfortable or they're You're not having so many practice searches. And exactly. You, you feel like it's the real thing this time. And then it's, it's not and they kind of fizzle out but 
they're beautiful. Your body, that uterus is contracting. It's doing everything it needs to do to prepare for labor. And we love that. And we welcome that. So really embracing that side of it. (laughs) Remembering that every birth is different. It is not just one size fits all in any way. But we wanted to kind of break down. And we're going to make this little series. So we're going to really highlight early labor, things you can kind of start to do, and then going into a little bit of active labor. Um, So it's going to be short and sweet, and we hope you enjoy it. And it's funny too, I even said it to you this past weekend of like, the more births I attend, the less less I know. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just so true. It's so cool. Like we, we think we have it figured out or we think like, well, yeah, this, 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 and this happens. But it's like, actually it doesn't always happen. Actually, the majority of the time it doesn't even happen in that order or yeah. even happen altogether. Like it just doesn't always happen that way. So it's just so cool that like we have to continue to stay humble, continue to learn, be life learners and just be right. open to the process of birth because it is a process. And when we start to get in the way and our mind gets in the way, that's when we start to disrupt. Before we even start to let any intervention start to happen and disrupt, our mind can be our first disruptor, right? And our first almost intervention of like, putting a block in the way so that's huge and again that's why positivity envisioning birth listening to positive birth stories in the way that you're going to birth as well so if it's you're going to birth in a hospital listening to positive birth stories and how they did it and looking ahead to okay this is how they did it I'm going to try to do it in a similar way in my own way but that really does matter just to really fuel and just saturate yourself in positivity in love in other women who are doing it how you want to do it so whatever that looks like there is power in that so power of the mind yeah absolutely all right so we can go a little bit into early signs and kind of some things that might happen um sometimes it's the month prior to giving birth sometimes it's a couple weeks sometimes it's a couple days uh (laughs) sometimes it's the day of (laughs) and everything happens at once but some of those signs that you might experience if you are going to be having a baby would be diarrhea. Diarrhea can be one that it's just something, it's a natural process for the body to purge what is inside of you and to let it all go. So that sometimes can happen for a couple of weeks before a baby comes. And that is a very typical aspect of preparing your body for birth. Mm-hmm. That can be one that most women do not love. Um yeah. But again, if you're having to, I will say there's a little bit difference of like when you have diarrhea multiple times in a day, like as in maybe sometimes more than three, that typically is like a really good sign. Like, oh, that's a little extra. It's a little extra sauce on your comb. <laughs> Bad analogy. Bad or a good one. Or a good one. <laughs> what else? Um, The other one would be just kind of like period like cramping or kind of feeling towards the end like you're on your period. So you have those little back cramps. um, You have maybe some of those lower abdominal cramps. Some of it can be practice surges or would be called Braxton Hicks. Um, But it's really just feeling like I would always feel like I just feel like I've been on my period for the past two weeks. Have you just feel a little bit like sucky. Yeah. <laughs> a little sick. You feel a little nauseous. You feel those cramps and all those are beautiful things. Again, your uterus is contracting. Those muscles are moving and preparing for labor. And that is a beautiful thing. It's not that it's not uncomfortable. We know it is or annoying or we can get in our head of like, oh my gosh, it's happening. But those are some things that could happen. Um, 
you may lose your mucus plug. Well, I was going to say, too, oh. just going back to the cramping, it is something, too, that you normally get used to. It's not something either that is so extreme that you're like, I can't deal with this. It's like you're like, yeah, I just kind of feel sick all day. Yes, so it's the not, cramps, yeah. there is a little difference there with like the cramping, obviously between cramping and having surges or waves, there's a difference in that feeling, practice, but that's a true, ones, yeah, yeah, just true indicator of like, they're, they almost become dull, like, like you're like, oh yeah, I haven't cramping all day long, but I've kind of like started to ignore it. So that is another kind of layer of like, okay, it's not something that's overtaking your body. Right. And whereas with um, practice, practice surges or Braxton Hicks, those will be feeling like contractions or surges or waves um but you're you could just be a little bit dehydrated so we always encourage go drink water change positions if and they typically are like oh it's like one every 15 minutes one every 10 minutes and they last for like an hour and then it goes away um but we always encourage the uterus will contract if it is dehydrated if there's not enough fluids so really really hydrate hydrating is huge especially in labor and especially in pregnancy um and then you change positions you get in the bath you go on a walk and if it changes that if they dissipate if they go away that's a good sign that those are practice and those are not consistent rhythmic surges that are happening yeah. um the next one would be you may lose your mucus plug you may not you may lose it and it grows back but <laughs> all beautiful signs that your cervix is softening and ripening and needs a base seat and that's beautiful um but that is something that is something that when labor is coming and if this is your typical like this is how you birth you lose your mucus plug you get the bloody show and then you know labor starts that is something that could happen you know 24 hours before labor begins your mucus mucus plug begins to come out but for some people, you don't you don't notice it, or you don't realize it, or it just is happening in the midst of everything else going on. That it's something that you kind of like. I don't even know if I lost it, yeah. and that's very typical as well. And that just texture wise is a very like jelly like texture, um, just very different than discharge. It's not going to be sticking to your underwear. Uh, it's not going to be that right. white, almost turning powdery. It is going to be very jelly-like. Normally, it sits on top of your underwear. It's not going to get, like, soaked in. Yes. It might have tinges of some brown or almost rust colors, and that is completely normal. Uh, but, yeah, it can kind of continue to come out with every white yes. for a couple of days. Like, yep. that is totally normal. And then it could grow back, like Sheena's saying. So it's yep. regenerative. The body is beautiful, and it does that to protect the cervix. So baby, again, people always wonder that, too, with, like, having sex <laughs> late in pregnancy. Your have baby sex. has been, yeah, have sex, <laughs> but your baby has been, is completely protected. And that's just how the body, that's one of the ways that the body is protecting your cervix and your baby mm -hmm. is with that mucus plug. So yep. another one that you may or may not experience, but most, most mamas do is just that burst of energy. Just yes. a couple of days before, maybe the week before just having this burst of energy or maybe it's nesting, just this need to get things done yep. you want to do it you're excited you're super motivated and you're like whoa I have to get it done yeah. you also might have had a better night's sleep sometimes yes. a couple of night days before a baby comes you have actual some better more restorative restful sleep that is always amazing especially when you're getting really really close and you need that sleep yes uh, but just having just more energy to kind of get things done and do do what yeah. needs to be done and yeah. normally it's really cool you'll I'll just give a little insert. 
into my birth with the stage with our first, I remember saying no to a beach day and really felt the need to like hunker down and like, no, we got to go shopping. I really need to clean this house. It's a mess. Oh, why have we never had our car wash? Like I need to get the car detailed and just did the lists of things, got yep. takeout that night. And the next day, the following afternoon, I was in active labor. And it's just really cool how the body knows and just me just trying to push through and people please and, you know, yes. make people happy and even, you know, make your family happy. It's like, I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so yeah. glad I didn't push myself because I was able to have the last moments with my husband, be in my home and feel really prepared. So yeah. really lean into that intuition of like, what is your body and baby telling you like do you need to go on that walk or maybe do you need to go take a bath do you need to go do this errand or meet a girlfriend for lunch mm, or maybe do you need to just kind of be at home with your family or do your- you need to go to Costco and get everything that you've been wanting to get right. or Whole Foods or Trader wherever it is and like it's been on you it's like no I need to go today I need to get my snacks I need to feel prepared yep. then do it Yep. Have a girlfriend meet you there and make a fun little party out of it. Do you um, need to go get a delicious, like, chocolate croissant and then go probably. through the drive through car wash? Maybe you do. So listen to that intuition, Mama. Yes, and it's huge. And uh, similarly, same thing happened to me. Me and my <laughs> husband have, like, we were like, no, we have to change everything in our home in preparation for this baby. And we were setting things up galore. It's both of our personalities, so we can kind of like go a little crazy together. <laughs> but it is really true. And it's not even – our parents would call it nesting. I didn't even think of it that way. I was just like, no, like I have every – I have so much energy, and I want to get all of these things accomplished before my baby is here. And I don't know when that's going to be. I didn't have any feeling like, oh, she's coming tomorrow. But it was just that sense yep. of like, yeah, let's check things off of our to-do list. Yep. And we did. And then she came. The last thing that may or may not happen? Um, would be water breaking. And really this one, I would say just at least in our practice, uh, the mamas that we work with and the families we work with, it really depends on just how your body bursts. So like for a lot of second-time mamas – We'll ask like, hey, like, did your water break? And they'll say, oh, yeah, my water broke. And then surges happened, you know, a few hours later. And then that's the similar pattern for their second baby. Mm-hmm. And it just really depends on how you birth, maybe on um, how your mama birthed or how some of your family, the women in your family birth, which that's not something to take on. If their births were not something that you want to dwell on, do not dwell on that. But it's something that we can like, think about. Of, like there is a pattern, right? Water breaking is something that could happen. And typically if it happens prior to any kind of surges or waves or contractions, you can expect that it might be a little bit before those things pick up. And that's wonderful. Listen to your body. Um, take your time. Be in tune. But that is another thing that may happen. And that's just something we don't normally suggest. You know, like if you if it's something where you are um, positive for group B strep, that can be something that kind of gets in mama's heads. But we always say, please just talk to your midwife, talk to your provider, whatever you've chosen to do, whether you're going to get antibiotics for your group B strep, or you're going to withhold from doing that. Always do your research um, yeah. and really look into the numbers because the numbers are so extremely low. And we just really encourage you. There's so much to, to be done prior yes. to birth with gut flora and your vaginal flora and things like that that can really help. Even if you were to be positive and let's say you're declining antibiotics, there's still so much that can be done 
Um, but that is always like a little bit of like can get in mama's head of just like, well, my water broke and I'm and I'm positive. It's like, well, okay, you have at least even in Western um what am I saying? I don't know. In, in like the hospital setting, they still give you twenty-four hours. Yeah. And I'm saying the word they give you because that's all in their terms of they are still allowing that. So just yeah. knowing that that even in the most extreme case, uh, that is they want you to have be in active labor within the 24 hours, right? So just knowing that there is a range. And even if you were to go past that, there, that doesn't mean that there's going to be signs of infection. And there's right. very simple things to watch for with baby. So that is the one disclaimer with like water's breaking that women get really into their head. Please research because it is a lot less of a risk than you think it is. Yeah. And yeah, you could have like a little like slight trickle or there's like a leak at the top um, or a hole at the top mm -hmm. of their water bags and they're just coming down and then you might have like it's lower and so then it's a bigger gush. It just all depends. But research, you have so many options. Yep. But that's the thing. Yeah. Then some of our, our little tips to focus on if you are in early labor. So it is just you're feeling some things. Maybe you're feeling some surges every 20-ish minutes. And if this is your first birth, you're really excited. If it's if it's any of your births, you're going to be really excited. Our biggest thing would be the three things to focus on would be distracting, would be resting, and then would be fueling. So if this is in the middle of the day, you're starting to feel things, they're picking up, we would really encourage you before this has even happened that you have a plan in place. Like, okay, so if this happens during the day, let's say you're a second time mama, we would say go do something with your other children, with your older child. Maybe it's a park day. Maybe it's going on a Target run. Maybe it's going to grab a fun snack. We're just distracting at this point. There's mm -hmm. nothing that's really happening. Our body is doing its thing that's beautiful. Let's allow it to do that, right? If this is your first baby, have a plan in place. If your partner or your husband is at work, um, maybe you have a sister that can come over or a friend or you go meet someone and you go to Target and you walk around or you go to the mall or you're going to go to lunch. Um, if your husband or partner is around, let's say it's later in the day, you guys go watch a movie. You go out to eat. You take this time um as you know before baby arrives as these little moments with just you two right so those are beautiful and special and sacred so really just distracting as much as you can don't think about it i know we know it's easier said than done but just kind of let it go trust your body trust your baby they know how to birth this baby. Your body knows how to birth this baby. And those early moments are really just your body getting ready. So you can kind of rest assured that there's not much to do. Yeah. And it's not a true indicator of when labor will actually, and active labor will actually begin. That could kind of go on for a couple of days sometimes, uh, especially if you're a first time mama, that, you know, yeah. up and down, having surges all over the place can happen. Uh, and again, so it's just something keep going on with your day. Don't stop it. It's another day. You're just going to keep going. Yes. All right. Point number two would be to really focus on rest. And so especially if it's in the middle of the night, because that's typically what happens is, and I will say a little bit more so for first time mom, you start to feel things in the middle of the night. You wake up, you go to the bathroom, maybe you wipe and you realize like you have a little bit of like mucus plug or maybe start to shine with some, you know, bloody, bloody show. show then you start to get in your head like, okay, this baby is coming. I have to get prepared. We're up for the night. Let's go. It's 1 a.m. 
And then it's the next day at 4 p.m. and you maybe are starting active labor, but you're very exhausted. So our biggest tip is to really hunker down. So if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're starting to feel things, get back in bed, try your hardest to go back to sleep, whether that's putting in a hypnobirthing like playlist and listening, whether it's meditating or praying or just really just trying to rest there and like still resting and laying down is still so much better than your mind being up and awake, your body being upright and awake. And so really just holding that posture of rest, even yeah. if you're not asleep, yeah, it's still so important because you just can't be up on your feet, walking around and doing things. So we want to keep the nighttime and I forget how our midwife says it, but it's like, you know, if it's, if it's the sun has risen, okay, you're awake, you're awake. Yeah. You can like live your life and day. If it's the nighttime and it's that early shot signs of labor, you are going back to sleep and you're letting your body rest. So that's really, really huge. If it's something that you are very uncomfortable already and you can't rest, then we would give you some ideas of, okay, maybe go take a hot shower and see if things let up. Maybe go take an Epsom salt bath and light a candle and see if things let up. Um, if nothing is letting up there, and you truly can't rest, then okay, trying to do a restorative early position, right? Whether it's the sideline on the couch and really trying to rest that way, keeping the lights off, keeping everything dark as much as possible to really allow for your body to kind of just dig down deep and go further into labor. When we start to disrupt the process, uh, okay, now we're going to turn on lights and now we're going to turn on music and we're going to, honey, I need a snack. And no, like it's middle of the night. Like let's keep things as calm um, as possible, really until things start to pick up. And like we always say, ignore it until you can't ignore it. When you can't ignore it anymore, then that probably is a really good sign that your body has picked up and is moving along. But. Yeah. And one note with that, which this would be moving into active labor. So on this one, we're really just on this episode, we're really just focusing on that early labor. Um, but in the midst of that, what you're looking for is um, that rhythmic, those rhythmic surges, right? So they're happening and there's an intensity that grows with each one. Not with each one. There's an intensity that continues to build, right? So that's what you're looking for. You don't necessarily need to time some mamas, first time mamas, second time mama, whatever it is. They don't have consistent, like, okay, my contractions are now every three minutes. Now they're every two minutes. Now babies come, you know, and it's like they're lasting for a minute long. Everybody is different. You're really looking for that intensity that builds, that peak that continues to build. That's what you're looking for. Um, and so you will begin to feel that more and more as those intense sensations pick up. Again, it looks different, but that's why in early labor, it's so important to allow your body to rest because there comes a point where they are intense and you can't, you can't distract anymore. You can't ignore anymore. You need to breathe through it. You need to be focused with your body and in tune with your body. And that's yeah. beautiful. So really just focusing on that before all those things take place, allow that rest to happen. Allow your body to settle into that moment and really like bear down, hunker down for when that labor picks up a little bit more. Yep. Um, and then the last thing is just fueling. We love it. We love it. We love it. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate eat, eat, eat. Um, you might feel a little bit nauseous in early labor, but we would encourage of sipping on bone broth, grabbing a miso soup if that sounds good, sipping on a high packed protein filled smoothie if you can, um, coconut water, making adrenal cocktails. Maybe it's beef jerky if that sounds good. Just having little things on hand that you're able to constantly fuel your body with because once you get into active labor, moving into transition, you're probably not going to want to be eating. 
I don't think any of us would. You might want to be sucking on a popsicle or something like that. That's wonderful. Have those on hand. Um, your doula, your midwife, hopefully if that, if you don't have either of those things, then in the hospital, they'll be encouraging you to be drinking water, which is wonderful. Try to sip through a straw because that helps relax your pelvic floor a little bit more. Um, but those are things that really, while you can really feel your body, build up that strength, give it that, um, the fuel it needs to go through labor. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea, Shana. Thank you. Did I, <laughs> I I think too, just doing like a, it might sound silly, but even just like a yogurt with like collagen protein powder. In it. Oh, you're yeah. having, you know, you're having protein, you're having fat there, you're getting sugar with like honey or fresh berries, but something like that, that it is almost soothing to the stomach. It doesn't like normally bother as much. It's not something with heavy sauces or strong smells. Those are things you normally want to avoid. And just have. But has, if it sounds good, go for it. Exactly. Totally. That because maybe you're not gonna be nauseous. <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> I hope this mama listens to this episode. Um, but there was a birth that just happened, and she had eaten chicken enchiladas for lunch because she knew I need to eat, and she ate them, and I couldn't be more proud. <laughs> I could not and be more proud. They probably were the best enchiladas in her life. Like, yeah, she's like, I have it. Like, I know I need to eat, so I might as well just eat that. Like, okay, I'll eat. She's like, it was great for me. So it doesn't mean just because it is something heavy or right Mexican or Italian or Chinese that it's going to be negative food, but just listen to what actually sounds good. That's right. the moral of the story here. Listen to what sounds. And good. then, if nothing sounds good have things on hand that you can sneak some protein you can get those carbs you can get those nice sugars yep. in to fuel your body so that's why we love adrenal cocktails yep. add a scoop of collagen or protein powder um bone broth is so amazing add some butter in there for some extra protein call it a day sip on it you know so there's things that you can do to sneak it in but if you want to eat don't tell yourself just let it just sneak <laughs> it in just, just don't get it in there i don't know what i'm eating i don't know what i'm sipping on <laughs> what close is your it eyes. <laughs> in my labor i was like closing my eyes and shannon's like drink a cocktail <laughs> and then they like, put the straw in my mouth i'm like <laughs> and there you go so that's what you need you, you, you need to step who knows better than you um <laughs> no in the moment no i <laughs> don't know better than you but who knows what you need yes and that's always you it. always need to be hydrated never yeah. a wrong answer <laughs> but having those things on hand our wonderful partner our husband can make that for you encourage you to eat it and that's why we really encourage like have a game plan have um something set in place that you guys are on the same page like okay we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but if it happens like this, this is how I'm thinking it'll go. And you let him know. And then he can let you know. Your partner can let you know. And that's beautiful because then it's already like we know what to do when the time comes. You don't have to be thinking. He doesn't have to be thinking. We're just on the same page, right? And it's also a really nice way to have um, him involved as well. Yeah. That's always like, a, especially in that early sign, even if you're calm, cool, collected, he might not be. So really talking about and having him listen to this podcast, because truly it's that sometimes it's the other person involved in the relationship who is the one who might be 
is getting a little bit more tense or escalating things or getting more nervous themselves, even if mama is calm. So yeah. empowering him that way and just having like, okay, these are the things that you can do in early labor. These are things that would help me. Just having these discussions beforehand are always going to be so helpful. Yep. But it's your birth. It's going to be wonderful. Envision it. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, plan for it. And just know that your body knows how to birth this baby. And that's a beautiful, sweet surrender that we, uh, part of the motherhood journey, right? And becoming a mom and surrendering to so many different moments, but really just trusting your body in those moments. And it knows what to do. Be in tune, take time to connect with your baby, connect with your body, and really get to know kind of those signs and those things that you're looking out for. Yeah. Amazing. We're so glad you guys joined today. And we're always here, so please reach out if we can help in any way. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. We're so thankful you decided to join us today, and we hope you go forward in your day feeling encouraged and seen. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. The first way is to share the show with a friend via text or Instagram. You can follow and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And finally, follow us on Instagram at 4 Mama Birth. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode.